0: The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C Sparky Pfeiffer here on 1250 AM. The fan along with our guy, Nathan Marzian, Bucks super fan. It is time for another fabulous edition of Green and Growing uh, here on a Monday evening live stream on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, If you're tuning in, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget to go and find some of these videos there on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. But you can also download the audio portion, which most people do, uh, which is right there on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. At uh, Nathan Marzion, uh, let's first start with reports uh, coming out uh, first from Mark Stein uh, saying the Bucks are among the teams expected to make a run at point guard. Derek Rose in free agency. Rose's team option was declined by the Knicks last week. Uh, Sign also cited uh, the Bulls and Suns are potential Derek Rose suitors. The Knicks could also ask Rose to return on a smaller contract. Uh, OK, so let's start there. Uh thoughts on Derrick Rose. The Bucks and Derrick Rose have been linked together for wanting to be together for what? Like 5 years now, Marzian? I mean, every offseason I feel like we go through the oh, the Bucks want Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose wants the Bucks, but it seemingly it never happens. Is this the offseason where Derrick Rose finally becomes a Milwaukee buck? I I don't know. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see.
1: I I mean, every year that goes by, he gets a little bit more washed, and it gets a little bit more like, yeah, I'm not as excited about it. I'm not sure. You know, could they use a ball handler? Sure, but some of this also depends on are they bring you know is Javon Carter going to stay or not? Because if Javon's gone, then they really need ball handling, um, and so I don't know. That some of it depends on that. I'm not, I'm not super thrilled by it. I just yeah, I I, I think he's pretty washed. He only yeah, he he's played very few games the past. Um, I mean, for most of his career, but especially so the past, like, four years. I, I'll i pull it up really quick. He played 27 games last season, 26 the year before, um, and then 50 the year before that, 50 the year before that, 51 the year before that, 9 the year before that. So 16 the year before that. Not he plays consistently. 50.
0: I think that's doable.
1: Yeah, but again, those 50s came 2018 and 2019, and since then it's been 27 26 so I don't know we uh, it, I don't think it could hurt too much like all of these that's kind of how I feel with most of these minimum type players is like it doesn't really matter it's a minimum if they give you anything it's a bonus almost it's just kind of like you're signing them for the, the chance to be a contributor but the reality is they're not gonna be a playoff guy most likely unless they just are very surprisingly impactful and yeah, I, I wouldn't give him the the taxpayer mid-level. I wouldn't do anything like that. But if it's for a minimum,
0: OK, whatever. But still, just nothing that really intrigues me too much. All right. So we move on. The Bucs will also look to re-sign forward. Chris Middleton and center Brook Lopez. We also knew that after trying to acquire Bradley Beal, who eventually was traded to the Suns, the Bucs are expected to be active in the trade market. Fine. Uh, shooting guard Terrence Ross and power forward Kevin Love may be among the Bucks' free agency targets, sources told Hoopswire. And that, of course, is Sam Miko uh, doing that. Uh, I, I didn't put Terrence Ross down here in our little graphic, but we can talk about him, too. Uh, first, let's talk about Kevin Love, who kind of came up out of nowhere for the Miami Heat last year. and was kind of uh, a big deal for them against the Bucs uh, and on their little run thoughts on Kevin love on this team. And I would assume if Kevin love is on this team, he's essentially there as a backup center uh, to Brooke Lopez would be my guess. If he's a starting center now we got problems.
1: Yeah. I Kevin love, like it's funny because he was looking like he was completely washed going into the playoffs and it's not like he went crazy in the playoffs or anything, but he made he was pretty impactful. He became a playable yeah. guy for them. Um, He played in the playoffs. He played 18 minutes a game Um, So he was he was definitely like made an impact in the playoffs and that was very impressive to see for a guy that doesn't you know Not very good defensively and yeah, he just in the regular season. He couldn't make his shots He just wasn't giving them really anything Um, shot 39% from the field and 30% from three for the heat in the regular season and then those numbers went up a little bit in the playoffs so I I mean another one that it's like Whatever, you know, I, I I don't know it it just is a guy to me that i I don't see him being very impactful in the playoffs again a year later and even the you know when he he didn't have a consistently impactful playoffs he had a few games he had a few stretches where like okay he he looked pretty good he was um, doing some good things out there for the heat but there were also times where he was not good at all and there were times where it was like okay he can't really play much so uh I don't know again a minimum guy just kind of blah, old bad at defense non-athletic not a lot of things that I'm very excited about I guess if we're gonna go I'd probably lean no just because of those reasons like if we're with these minimum contracts I'd rather go for guys that have a little bit more upside I guess have a little bit more pop have a little bit more athleticism better defensively just that I don't know that I trust a little bit more could be out there in a playoff series consistently a little bit. I mean, again, none of these guys probably will be, but I just I don't really see it with Kevin Love because again, I'm not going to let a couple of weeks of basketball just completely change my view on him cuz going into the playoffs, I thought this dude's basically completely done, washed, and I still believe he's basically at that level.
0: Well, being in run to see what type of love he gets from the different teams, obviously, because that playoffs probably will try and sway somebody into giving him more than the veterans minimum. But that is the cold reality is this is kind of where the bucks are at here, as far as veteran minimum type deals and what they're going to be able to do. We can talk about the trade market, but we've talked about that in this podcast. What really do they have for a value that you're going to trade unless it's drew holiday? What else are you trading? And that drew holiday thing continues to come up as far as, are they going to trade drew? I, I mean, I guess it's possible. I I guess I would be really surprised at this point if they traded Drew Holiday. I just think if you're going to go through the whole deal of giving Milton the money, giving Brooke Lopez the money, going into the second apron, possibly, that's what it looks like might happen, going into the second apron, I I don't, why would you then decide to start over, not start over, but that would be a significant change with the core of this team if you trade Drew Holiday at this point.
1: First of all, I don't think they're gonna go under the second apron. They're gonna go up to the second apron. They're not gonna go past it though. I we we disagree on this because you, think, we'll find you out. think Chris you think Chris is gonna sign for like forty million. Well either that or Brooke
0: Lopez may get more than what they're willing to pay him. And that also well, will create a problem. Now they won't go to the second apron, he'll be gone, but that'll create a bigger hole.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean I do think regardless, they will be under the second apron. I think if Brooke stays, then Chris takes enough takes little enough to keep them under. And if brooks gone well then they're not going to go over it so i don't think they go that far but um you know to get back to the uh i have a question question. real quick let me
0: interject yes what if milton wants his and then they got to go to brook and go hey man dude's playing hardball like he wants you know 43 a year or whatever the case may be we don't want to go into that second apron so we can only offer you this and it costs you brook lopez do you think people are going to be livid at chris middleton for getting what he needs to get? I don't I don't think they would
1: choose staying under the second apron over keeping Brook Lopez unless they really were completely, not completely, but if they really were comfortable losing Brook and saying he's not going to be important to this new scheme, we can live without him. We'll pay and we don't Chris. know that. We'll, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we don't. But I just, I don't see this being a thing where, man, we really wish we could keep both. And, but, man, Brooke, we we just can't go into the second apron. We're not going to do it. I think at that point, they, if they really wanted to keep both, they would just go over the second apron, lose their tax pyramid level, and just live with that. Um, so I don't see that happening. If it happens, I don't... Sure, you. I guess you could say you have a little bit of a right to be a, a little bit upset with Chris, because it would be different if you felt like Chris has, you know, these last couple of years really earned that contract and really, okay, well, he he deserves to get paid that much. But... Um, given his injuries and stuff, it's like, you know, I, I can see being like, okay, Chris, why'd you, why do you have to demand that much? You know, we we could it just It's just interesting though, you know,
0: because, like, if you see... Now, again, the fan bases... Let me clarify this before I say this because Mars has to be like, who cares what the fans think? But the fan bases don't write the checks, right? The fan bases don't recruit the players and so forth. So let me clarify that. But... The Raptors fans, I've been hearing them talking on NBA radio, talking about they want Chris Middleton. The Kings fan base uh, all over social media, including the writers, they're talking about Chris Middleton being a fit for the Sacramento Kings going forward. You just wonder if they don't get something done here and Middleton gets to free agency and is able to talk to other teams, how much of a disadvantage that may put Milwaukee at.
1: I don't know. I I think Chris very well understands that and believes that this is the best place for him to be he's been here a long time he knows his role perfectly he's comfortable here and you know I think this team values him greatly compared to again maybe other teams would not as much Um, and just being you know again you're competing for a title you know you go to Sacramento yes that'll be a pretty good team they're not winning the championship no you know you go to Toronto that'll be a decent team they're not winning the championship and it's the same with, for both Chris and Brooke here, where I just, I believe, unless the, unless the pay is drastically different, I believe that they will choose competing, trying to win titles in the, this later stage of their career, rather than just going to a worse team. You're not going to win anything, but you get paid a little bit more. I mean, I, I just, I think that, you know, the Bucks are going to probably give Chris a, about 30-some, 30 32 million-ish, and so I just don't see him getting that much more on the market, if if any more, because you know again, not any of these teams have a ton of cap space. I don't see him getting that much more on the market to make it worth it for him to say, hey, I'll basically just take you know punt any chance I have of winning another title, and just say, hey, I'll I'll take my money and and, and my career this way. Same with Brook. We can offer him, I think it's three for fifty five, three for sixty, right around there. That's the that's the max we can offer him. I don't. I mean, is there a team that's going to give him? A lot more than 20 million. I could see the the, the Rockets giving him around that 20, 25. Yeah,
0: Rockets would have the cap space. I think what are they, 60 million in cap space, something like that?
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I could see them making a nice offer for him, but is it going to be enough that's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go play for the Rockets over the title contending Bucks. The Kings, I don't know.
0: The Kings, after their draft day deal, I think they're at 38 million is where they currently sit. And now you're talking yeah. about using almost oh, over half of it. On a center in Brook Lopez. Now I've not heard of them connected to Brook Lopez, but I'm just trying to figure out teams that might have a chance of doing something. The Rockets have no chance of doing anything, I don't think, going forward. The Rock- the Kings would give him a chance to be competitive in the West. And again, like you said, that's what this comes down to: is is it my one big last check? I'm a way out because I've already got a ring. I, I won a championship. I'm not Barkley, right? I, I got a ring. I've already got one. So, d- or is it about winning a second or third ring and taking less money? That's really what it comes down to for both individuals. I have no idea. I mean, you're looking at it from, you know, getting as many championships as you can. I think that's fair. And I think they both could be thinking that way. But when you get to the end of your career, and Brooke is definitely towards the end of his career more than Middleton is. Then you got to start thinking, okay, well, this may be my last contract. If this is my last contract, how much does money mean to me? And from our perspective, we'll never see $30 million in our life. Total, you know, we'll never see that much money in our life. So he's already a multi-billionaire. as is Chris Middleton. They're already both financially set or should be as long as they've invested their money correctly, should be financially set for the rest of their life and their kids should be financially set for the rest of their lives uh, as well. So, it's tough from an outsider perspective to say what they're going to do until we actually see them do it, I guess, at this point. And don't forget, they have their agents in their ears and their agents are going to cut whatever they get. So their agents obviously want them to take more money somewhere else to get them a bigger paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And, and I mean, again, I, I'm not going to blame those guys for going, you know, if it's a ten plus million dollar difference or something like that where you're like, okay, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. If you really are like, I'm not willing to give up that much money to stay with the Bucks, I can at least understand that. I just it'll I'd be very shocked. And frankly, I would think of it as, you know, a a mistake a little bit by the player if it was uh if it was okay, you know, the Bucks tried to give Brooke twenty and offered that and he went and took 23 or 25 with the Rockets. Like I just would be like, that's you're really leaving. Yeah. But what if, what if it's this though?
0: What if it's three at whatever it is, 50 or whatever, that's what the bucks say, but the Rockets or somebody else gives them a five year deal instead of a three year deal, same money, but two more years added onto the deal. I don't think, I don't think you
1: can because there's the over 38 rule that prevents any, you can't sign a player that's going to be over 38 to a deal more than three years.
0: That's stupid. I didn't know that rule existed. Yeah. It That's used to be really 30, dumb. It, How it as be, a players union, would you ever agree to such a, such a stupid rule? It used to be 36,
1: and then they bumped it up to 38 Ooh, a couple years ago.
0: I don't care if they're 45. If somebody wants to give LeBron five years at 45 years old, they should be able to give LeBron James a five-year deal. That is dumb. I Let me just tell you, I, I swear to God, I've never heard of that rule in my life. Really? That's yeah, a deal. It, Three years. I can. I'll look Holy it up right now. Holy crap. NBA. That's stupid. How would you ever agree to that as a union? And you got old guys. Chris Paul was at the front of this thing for a while. Everybody listens to LeBron. They're old. Like, how would you ever allow this to be in the CBA? Oh, stuff I learned on this podcast from Marzian's yeah, it's amazing. That is so dumb. So dumb. I want to get Eric name on just so I can yell at Eric name about this being stupid. I, I've not seen that. That is Crazy. Well, that takes care of that idea then. Never mind. Just scratch that whole thing out. I mean, I'll leave it in the podcast, but holy cow, that's stupid. How could yeah. they ever have allowed that? I mean, good for the owners to negotiate that in. Godspeed. I mean, that's that's brilliant by you, but they don't have that in baseball. and I don't think they have that in the NFL as far as I know. So that's it's it's wild.
1: Yeah, wow. it just says – What is the over 38 rule? It's a provision that limits teams from offering contracts lasting four or more years to any player who is at least 38 years old or will turn 38 during the
0: contract. So they're projecting. So essentially what this is, we're protecting the dumb GMs in this league and dumb owners from making a horrible deal. It's the owners protecting other owners from being stuck in horrible contracts. That's that's pretty much what it is. We don't trust ourselves. So we're going to make a rule that we can't screw this up ourselves too badly at the end of the day. Wow. This is the highlight of the podcast. I don't care what happens after this. This one, I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the night after we get off this podcast. Holy crap, that's stupid. Uh, okay, what players would you want the Bucks to go after in free agency? Now, again, uh, this is a, a list that was put up. Uh, I don't even know who this dude is. But he put up some, uh, what is it, Mask Up Jai, J-A-I on Twitter, some free agents that could be signed for the veteran minimum. Now, one of these guys, Terrence Ross, was brought up uh by Sam Miko. We haven't really talked about him. Now Terrence Ross is a guy, if our memory serves correct. Terrence Ross was in the draft with John Henson, the year the Bucks drafted John Henson. I wanted Terrence Ross and he went, uh, did he go right in front of the Bucks because the Bucks moved or something? Either way, that was the draft with John Henson, I'm pretty sure. And I wanted Terrence Ross, the shooter from outside, and it never ended up working. He went to the Raptors, and now he's been in the league, and John Henson's doing TV. Uh, okay, so you tell me, Nathan Marzion, Terrence Ross, longer, old, a uh, little athletic, can still shoot it a little bit, veteran minimum deal, let's say you. Yeah, his his defense is bad,
1: and... The shooting isn't anything. I don't know. It's pretty average, I would say. Um, it, it's hard because I feel like all these guys, I just have the same reaction to. It's like, well, it's nothing. Like they're very meh. There's nothing to really get excited about. That's why they're minimum. better minimum deals. Exactly, Marzion. exactly, exactly. That's yes. what I'm saying. Exactly. I'm, 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 yeah. That's what I was getting to. Like, yeah. but it's a minimum deal, so like, you can't really complain too much. Um, you know. Really, I guess the only. The only things with these minimum deals that you're, I guess, would really prevent you from, from like, be a, something that makes you really against it is if they either are, like, terrible defensively or super small or terrible shooters. Like, one of those three things, if it was something that really stands out. Otherwise, you're kind of, like, again, if they're a decent shooter, if they're an okay defender, if they're, you know, have decent length or whatever, I guess you're just like, I'm fine with it. It's a, a you know competent player, but
0: so I, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Would you rather have a younger player on a veteran minimum deal or the older vet that's been through it? I'll bring up a name, Frank Kaminsky. He's a younger player compared to a lot of these veteran minimum guys that could be out there right now. The former Badger that said, you know, a little run here and there would be a guy that would be kind of off the bench can shoot the three a little bit. I to block a ton of shots necessarily. Only probably gonna play 15 minutes or so behind Brook Lopez. Uh, what do you say about Frank the Tank? I know he's a badger. Get let's move past that. It's hard. I, that's a
1: hard thing for me to move past. You gotta. You I, gotta I know. Just I know. Uh, he's Frank Kaminsky is not ever gonna be playing meaningful minutes. So I, I don't care. I'm not. But I like, again, and if we're signing a guy to a min, do I expect him to play meaningful minutes? No, but. Do I want to at least have there's a possibility that in a crunch I can throw him out there for a few minutes? I don't I Frank Kaminsky. I'm not throwing Frank Kaminsky out there. If they're like in a freaking playoff game and we're in foul trouble and Frank Kaminsky's checking in, you might as well wave the right white flag at that point.
0: What about Sam Decker? He's not on this list, but Sam Decker's been playing overseas playing well. You see his highlights. They put it. He puts up on social media all the time. Playing well overseas. He can shoot it. He's a vet. He's not super old necessarily. What do you think about Decker? I would. Be, I'll tell you right now. I'm all in. Like you want to give Decker uh, that type of deal to be a guy that just comes off the bench and scores. I mean, defensively he is what he is, but offensively I think he can still score the basketball a little bit. Yeah, he at least has you know one
1: skill that you're like, okay, I I I know he can do this, which is shoot. Whereas again, Frank Kaminsky in the NBA, what is there? What is he going to hang his hat on if he has to be out? There's nothing that I'm confident he can do out there. Well, so raise would be I, the only thing. But even that, I mean, Frank,
0: Kaminsky's I don't know what he shot right. last year, but that that would be my first thing that I would think of with Kaminsky. Would be, you know, three point shooting. You know, you're down, you need a three. He's your big on the floor. But again, you have Brook Lopez, so there's me no need to take Lopez off the floor if you're down three with a three needed unless he was hurt or in foul trouble at that point. But I would think Kaminsky's probably his three point numbers are decent without looking at them. And I know Marzian is looking it up right now to see what his three point numbers are like, but either way. Yeah. See, I, he's he's, he's got, I was it.
1: reading about the, I was
0: reading about the over 38 rule. Um, the, 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 that's the thing though. I mean, I agree with you. Like what's the outstanding trait. If I'm going to give you a veteran minimum deal, what do I know you're going to be able to provide guaranteed when you come off the bench? And that's why I think, Decker makes a lot of sense now some of these other guys Dennis Schroeder for instance that's a defensive guy I've never been a Dennis Schroeder guy He he's gonna be I think too expensive he you don't I, think he goes for the minimum
1: no and I don't even think he would go he we might be able to get him with like the tax pyramid level but even then I think he might get a little bit more than that Patty Mills too small
0: too small he can shoot though Right, I mean that's that's yeah, another one that can shoot a little bit. Reggie Jackson is another name on this list.
1: I I used to like Reggie Jackson. You really, did, but I'm kind of eh. I don't know. He's he's had plenty of stops now. In the last, I think he's had. Where is he? How many teams has he been on recently? And a I lot. just feel like I just feel like none of them have. He hasn't really done much on any of them. He hasn't. No, he he only he just moved last year. He was on. You know, he started his career with the Thunder, then he was on the Pistons, then he was on the Clippers, and then he went to the Nuggets last year. Um, but he didn't play well for the Nuggets and wasn't Gotta playing ring. well for the Clippers. And so I just... there like and Nothing he's done lately has made me excited about the possibility of him being on the Bucks. whereas, again, a few years ago, maybe more, but not really anymore.
0: You find those Kaminsky three-point shooting numbers yet? I know you're oh, working yeah. on it
1: over there. So last season, he only played... Or he played 36 games, and when shot. you're at the end of the bench, that's about right, probably. And he shot in total 39% from three. But that's yeah, in, there you that go. That is not many. That's he. He shot less than one per game. So he's shooting. It's on 35 total attempts. What about the year prior? 33 total attempts. A uh, year before, he played nine games and was five for 15. That's year horrible. Before, year before. Year before that. Played 47 games. This go. was the This was the Phoenix year where they played us in the finals, and he was 36.5%. The year before that, played 39 games and was
0: 33%. So it's actually gotten better as time has gone on. I don't know, man. I, to me, I would be fine with it. I would say I'd rather have Decker than Kaminsky if I was going to have an option between those two. What about Pat Beverly? I can't stand Pat Beverly, so my answer is always no on Patrick Beverly. But your thoughts? I hate him, but I would I would take him. Really? Yeah. He gives,
1: he gives a little bit what we need. He gives you a little bit of like, he can handle the ball a little bit. He gives you that edge. He's I hate an edge and he can, he can play defense. I I hate him, but that it's similar to why I would like, you know, I'd be fine with Dylan Brooks because I just, think oh, defense,
0: no, 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 no. absolutely freaking not. No. Under any circumstances. Hell no. I know. I don't want him anywhere near this locker room. No, on, on, I can't wait to see who signs that dude. I I cannot wait wouldn't be surprised
1: if it's the Lakers wouldn't surprise me at all it I just want to make it's not going to happen because he's not he wants way more than the Bucs can possibly offer him we only can give with any of these guys we only can give out minimums or we have one guy that we can give the tax pyramid level which is worth five million to but I I mean and and again that's part of the reason I'd be fine with it is because I know if we got him it would be for five million or less Um, and I just think his defense is good enough I think I I don't know I could definitely see if there's like no market for him and nobody wants him, which I don't expect to be the case, but if nobody wants him at all and he comes here for 5 million, like I could see it being this case of, you know, this guy really ends up helping us and we got him for super cheap just because everyone else hated him and because he had this reputation, but like we took him and he behaved a little bit better here and gave us the defense we needed. Like I I really could see him being valuable to us and being someone that, you know, could be a steal if nobody else wants him and he, Plays for five million dollars.
0: What is his great asset?
1: His like skill? Yeah, defense. Defense. He's right. a he's a, he is a good defender. Like legit. He's a wing defender. That's what we need. I understand. There ain't much else after that, though. And and and, and again, this is my thing is. I he he really is one of the. Not the best, but he is a, like legitimately good wing defender, and, so to get that for five million dollars i'm like i like that's a steal to me i that's arguably our biggest need if we can get a legitimately good wing defender proven wing defender for five million bucks that's i mean i don't i don't see him coming here and being this the same type of guy he was in memphis
0: that's the thing exactly do you think he will shut the hell up at his next stop i do I think I think
1: having I just think having our I just think having our guys in place that helps with the culture thing. Who in Memphis was gonna tell him to shut up? They have all these young guys. They have all these young guys. It's John Morant who we know what John Morant's been doing. It's Jaron Jackson, it's Desmond it's no but none of these guys are gonna prevent him from talking and prevent him from, you know, going over the top. It we
0: have Giannis Chris and Drew, it's gonna be like, dude, shut the hell up. Like we're we're trying to win a championship. No, I, I I hear you. That would be great. All right, Ford Biggs uh, again. Jay Crowder. No, that's done. Um, Thomas Bryant. I like Thomas Bryant. I, I don't I don't know if you get him on a veteran minimum deal, but I thought he did some good stuff uh, this year watching him. Andre Dum- Drummond. I Must call him dumbin. Uh Andre Drummond. Alex Len. Awful. Watched him in Sacramento. Awful. Still it's been awful since he got drafted. Uh, no, don't want him. Uh, Dario Saric. Maybe I guess. Biombo. No. Uh, any of those guys uh, stick out to you? Because right now, uh, I believe you have Pat Beverly and you're okay with Sam Decker. That's that's where we're at with Marzian right now. And Dylan Brooks. Oh, and that idiot Dylan Brooks. Yeah, okay. So those are your three. All right, what else? Um, any of those other guys? Thomas Bryant's
1: okay. I now I want to ask about, about, like it's going to sound, oh, no, but about Crowder. So we basically, if things kind of fall into place like we think they might, if we might end up having a about like a five million dollar slot that we can re-sign one of our own guys with, and it would be one of probably either Javon, J Crowder, or or Ingles. If if none of those guys want to plan them in, I don't think Javon or J will plan them in, um, but Ingles maybe would. But like if. That's available. Would you rather give one of those guys that five million dollars, and if so, who? Or would you rather just let them all go and sign someone else on a min?
0: I'd let all three of them go. Toodles. Enjoy your like you enjoy your next stop. Ra-
1: like you would rather have one of these minimum guys than Javon Carter for five million bucks.
0: they have listen. I'm gonna say Javon. Javon. I, 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 I've seen all you people on social media making fun of those people that want this team to get a little bit younger. Y'all, we cannot continue to play with these old, slow dudes, man. So you can come after me, too. Joe Ingles, slow, right? Yeah, Joe Joe was fair. Crowder looked old and slow as well, and he was all mad at Bud. Dude, you didn't do anything when you were on the floor to justify playing more than you did. So that's on you. Carter's not old and slow. So, okay, fine. I guess of those three, Javon Carter, I'd be open to of those three bringing back Carter gives you something gives you a little energy gives you a little spurt can get hot and shoot a little bit and create some energy for you uh so i can justify javon carter the other two i'm done with like we can move would, on from both of them let him go play somewhere else would you be okay with angles on a
1: min sure yeah like me too i mean i'm fine with that again i don't crowder i don't think is a min possibility obviously if it is then sure go for it whatever um
0: I just don't think you're going anywhere. If this roster is virtually the same damn roster next year, it's going to be the same damn result again. It may not be the heat this time. Maybe it's somebody else, but I'm sorry. This roster didn't get it done this year, and it ain't going to get it done next year when everybody's another year older again.
1: But I I do want to ask, I mean – there's an argument to be made, and I agree. I want them to make some moves. It's why I want to see them try to trade Bobby or Grayson because to me that's the best avenue for an upgrade because you're not going to upgrade by signing these minimum guys on the end of the bench, and you're not going to trade the top guys, most likely. So really your only avenue is to look at those middle guys and try to upgrade there. But there's an argument to be made that it wasn't as much of a roster issue as it was coaching I mean, and the roster was hurt, like Giannis got hurt. And so you could argue that if the roster was fully healthy, they would have maybe still made the Eastern Conference finals. I mean, I I don't I'm not I don't think they would have won the finals because of the coaching because of the coaching. But I think roster wise. And the other thing, the other thing is all year long, all year, at least in the second half of the year. I, I convi I was very convinced. This is the best Bucs team in my lifetime roster wise This is the best team I've ever seen from like a best box team And I don't know if I can just let five games say now nah, this roster sucks. It's not good enough. There's no way I thought it was more coaching issues and to fix that coaching stuff if you can keep a really in my opinion good roster together they're, it's not a perfect roster. I'm not sitting here saying that they shouldn't change anything, but if you can keep all them keep the main stuff together. I'm fine keeping Javon. I'm fine. You know, again, if Ingles wants to stay on a min, whatever, um, I, I would be honestly trying to keep Javon if it's for 5 million. I think that's a very fair deal. I think, again, he gives you some of the ball handling you need. He's a good defender. Um, So I it, like if Javon was an outside free agent to me, and we were talking about these guys on minimum deals or you know tax pyramid levels, I think we'd be saying, and he was on another team the last couple of years, I think we'd be like, yeah, let's go get Javon Carter. He's a good defender, he can shoot, he's looked pretty good, he can give you ball handling. But since we had him the last couple of years, people just wanted to change. And it's like, well, no, he was actually pretty good. Like, I'm not saying he's great, I'm not saying he's gonna be playing 25 minutes a night in the playoffs, but I think he's someone I'm more than willing to to keep around and, like, again, if Crowder, if there's no market at all for Crowder and he wants to play for a min or whatever, I mean, it. it if he can look like a little bit of his former
0: self, then that's probably a win. But Let me ask um, you this. W- yeah. Would you entertain Nathan Marzian getting a Kaminga or a Moody and giving up one of the vets on this team and whatever – If Golden State's trying to put together, you know, uh, a go for it type team to compete with Phoenix and you get one of those young guys back that haven't lived up to the hype, probably to this point at Golden State. But who are we giving up? Say it's Portis. I mean, we know
1: my thoughts on Bobby. Like
0: you're done. I I know what your thoughts are, but I'm just saying you're getting younger, but you're getting younger with a guy that hasn't been proven since he's been in the league so it's a essentially a question mark and you're going to expect him to play if you're trading him for portis yeah i mean i, I don't mind
1: when it's I, specifically with BioU, man i i don't mind if you're just getting a little bit younger and there's a it's a little bit more of a question mark but you know that the potential is there and it's it's you know you're getting a little bit more youth just because again i I don't know what Bobby's given us in the playoffs. So even if this next person comes in and isn't very good, I'm not sitting there going, oh, man, if we hadn't traded Bobby Portis, you know, that would have changed everything. Or but the we, same can be had... said about Drew. What do you mean? I, I think there's – if if we trade Drew, I think there's a definitely a chance we're looking at something going
0: – you know, man, if we had Drew's defense, we'd be – if we had Drew's – But you'll get something you know, more significant for Drew than you would for Bobby Portis.
1: Yeah, but, I, I mean, I just – I think there – trading drew for youth hurts your title chances way more than trading Bobby for youth I don't even think it's close because I still know that Drew's gonna give me at good at least he's gonna be good at least on one end of the floor yep. in the playoffs I agree and he has his he has his offensive moments in the playoffs he has he has had some good series some good games Um Obviously, for the most part, it's been pretty bad. But I mean, this guy, it's not like he just consistently never, you know, he has never had a good game in the playoffs once ever. No, he's had he's had some good moments. And um, it's still someone that I believe that, you know, any night I'm like that. He could put up 25, 30. Whereas, again, with Bobby Portis, it's just like I don't trust that he's going to be playable. Um, So that's been my thing with Bobby is I'm more willing to just kind of turn him into whatever it is. If it's someone that helps us a little bit more right now. Um, but doesn't have as much potential. Fine, because that gets you better right now. If it's someone that maybe isn't, you know, proven right now, but has a little more potential down the road. Fine too. I just don't see. I don't think you're giving up much in Bobby Portis because of what we've seen in the playoffs. And maybe I I'm, hear- maybe I'm wrong. The only way I, the only way that I think I'll be wrong is if it turns out to be some coaching thing. And cause that's what I've been seeing people say. Oh well. Bobby wasn't good just because coach Bud didn't play him enough and didn't use him. Right.
0: I would argue get him play him because he wasn't good. You know, I don't know. Uh, let's uh, real quick thing uh, to end here. Jeff Goodman tweeted this out from uh basketball analyst for the stadium. 2018 NBA draft 17 of the 30 players drafted in the second round are out of the NBA. That's five years ago. Gone. 2019, 17 of 30 players drafted in the second round are out of the NBA. That's four years ago, 2020 NBA draft, 18 of 30 players drafted in the second round are out of the NBA. I mean, we're talking over half of that round is gone. I've said it before. I'll say it again, folks, that second round is going bye-bye it, that this is, I'm telling you right now, we're headed towards a day, maybe in five years, whatever. They're not going to go to a third round. They're going to do one round. And then the rest of this is going to be undrafted free agents like what Miami made a living with. And it's going to be a one round draft if because nobody values them. Oh, here's 10 second round picks. And then as a fan, you're going, what the hell are we doing? But when you see numbers like this, we're over half the, the second round is out of the league three years later, three years later, gone, not even in the league. I, I just, I think it's going to go bye-bye and the draft's going to be one round. And then the rush to get a uh, guy signed and you look, i say what you want. Drew Timmy was the most popular guy. The bucks did an undraft day right now. I saw a story on Drew Timmy uh, signing with the Bucks and exhibit 10 contract on Yahoo.com Marzion. Everybody fired up for Drew Timmy out of Gonzaga to play in the summer league. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I mean, he's like 40, but who cares? It'll be fun. You, are you a big summer league guy or no? Um,
1: I will watch it. I just, I try not to get too invested because I'm like, I can't. I don't want to take anything away from this. I don't want to be sitting here going, "Oh yeah, Chris Livingston really could be an impact player for us." This, it's like, get the right. hell out of here. Like, it's not happening. Don't even trick yourself into thinking from summer league that you can take anything away from it. Um, last year, like. There was, you know, I I don't know. I remember Marjan was shooting pretty well at the start, and it was kind of like, I'm not going to sit here and think that, okay, Marjan's going to be a 40% three-point shooter now just because he's hitting shots in summer league. So... I try not to pay too much attention to it just for that reason of like don't even don't even let myself draw anything from this and overthink any of this. It's it's meaningless. It's supposed to be just fun basketball. So I'll I'll watch it for that. I'll watch it just to you know see glimpses oh, of stuff and
0: whatever. I can't wait for the California League. I can't wait. I wish I lived in Sacramento to go see Weminana. I wish I was there to go. He's gonna play in Sacramento and he's gonna play in Vegas. He's gonna play in both summer leagues. I as a fan, we're gonna see because summer league there's no defense right there's not a lot really going on so he should have a field day if he's all that in a bag of chips so i want to see just how good this dude is we've seen all the other greats play in summer league and do what they do i want to see how good he looks in the summer league because he should dominate and yeah that's that's the other thing
1: i don't like about it is when like a first rounder has a nice game in the summer league and they make a huge deal about it i'm like they were a first-round pick. I hope that they're having a good right. game in the Summer League. You know, I'd be concerned if they weren't, you know. So it, it'll be, oh, my God, Wemby had 30 points. He's so good. And it's like he's playing against guys that are not even in the NBA. Like, I, so that's why – that's the other thing I don't like about it is that all these, you know, top guys get all hyped up because and propped up because they're scoring 20 and 30 in the Summer League, and it's like – if you weren't, I'd be pretty concerned because if you can't do it in the summer league, you're not doing it in the NBA. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably not. No, you're right. Nathan Marziad, follow him on Twitter. Nathan Marziad, follow me at Sparky Radio. Uh, and again, don't forget, record uh, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. You can always download it on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast. At Nathan Marziad, always fun, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you on Thursday.
1: Yes, sir.